Welcome to the Improperly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. And I'm Nicole Gonzalez. We live in a world where our lives are on display all of the time. There's a lot of pressure to keep up appearances and sugarcoat the crap. We're putting our foot down and saying we don't have to do that anymore. Everything is not fine, and that's absolutely okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Kelly Budnick. I'm a wife and mom of two and a glutton for gluten. (laughs) 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 I will eat it and put my health at risk because I'm an idiot. And I'm Nicole Gonzalez, a mom of four. And maybe by the time I get home, it could be three, could be two. (laughs) yes i never know i never know when i get home (laughs) and we're here to brighten your day (laughs) shed a little light (laughs) just teach the world all that we know i told you you're not allowed to make me laugh very hard i'm sorry i'm sorry no it wasn't you super serious Oh, I was plugging in all the equipment, and I was like, oh, the last time I used this, we were together. I know. Seems so long ago, but it was only a week. When I look back at that picture, I'm like, oh. I know, that was so great. I just want to go back to those mornings where we would, like, sit and visit and drink coffee. I know. It was so needed. It really was. For me and Olivia, so, so needed. Yeah, us too, both of us. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of chit chat about what are we doing now that the quarantine restrictions are being lightened a little bit. We are in phase two. Yeah, you're officially in phase two. I don't think I am yet, but whatever. I probably never I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. I'm I'm getting my hair dyed today. Oh, shut up. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Uh, um so we have people that listen that aren't in washington so we better explain in washington state our governor has um like they're easing restrictions of quarantine uh stay home regulations in phases so phase one was i don't know everything stayed basically the same except on the down low, I think most people started visiting relatives or people <laughs> again. Yeah. Because yeah. It was just so needed. And I think most of the state, even those of us who, like me, have um, been very strict about obeying all of the regulations, were just like, okay, um, it's time to like loosen things up a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who still are like sheltered in place and haven't seen anyone and are still doing all the same things. But I would say the vast majority of people I know have at least visited with like a relative or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a close friend or something like in the same space. So phase two is like, which is where Nicole, your county is at now, finally, mm-hmm. um, for such a small county, it took them a long time to let you guys go to phase two, but probably most of the rural, smaller communities or counties are already in phase two. I don't know. I mean, phase two is supposed to start, I think, June 1st 
in the larger counties that were hit first and hardest, like King, Pierce, all of the like Seattle Mm -hmm. area counties, which are all of the urban counties, Mm -hmm. are supposed to move to phase two June 1st. I'm like, I don't know. Like no matter what? I don't know. Because something in me is just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Because we still have active cases every, you know, new, like, I don't think we've gone whatever the required amount of time is. I think it's a certain, yeah, you have to go a certain amount of time without any new right positive confirmed cases yeah i'm curious to see if that will happen per capita like per right like per your population yeah so we'll see i i don't know if that's gonna happen but i can say with certainty that if it doesn't there's gonna be a friggin revolt like there even the thought like so phase two for us is hair salons nail salons Uh cosmetic like tattoo parlors cosmetics like um Cosmetic tattoos, cosmetic, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, oh, like your yeah. brows? Yeah. So I could like hopefully get my my eyebrows, my microblading um, touch up. Uh-huh. Our gym is open. Um, I didn't realize gyms were on the list. Wow. Yeah. Um, so restaurants are opening, but it's has to be 50% at at the most 50% of their maximum occupancy. occupancy. Yeah. yeah. And then tables, no tables greater than five people at a time. And I was like, well, going to have to split my family up. <laughs> there are six of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are they gonna, um, which is fine. I can, I mean, we can set the big kids somewhere else, but sure. Yeah. Um, what else is phase two? I think all retail stores too, but it's the same kind of really like it's the same kind of stipulations of a smaller occupancy, um, you know, the six foot distance. Yeah. Um, this is excellent news. You know, those kinds of things still take, still take all the same precautions. Um, I know at the gym you have to, uh, sign a waiver when you get there every yeah. time. Um, you have to still like use your whole, which I would wipe things down before and after anyways, before all of this, but I guess, you know, um, you know, all those same precautions are still in place, but it's almost like, it's just like a slow opening up of everything. Yeah. Oh, pet grooming is on that list. Thank God. Cause my dogs need their nails done so bad. Oh yeah. Um, cause that's the one thing I cannot do at home. Well, yes. Oh, that's so, exciting. I kind of feel it like exciting. it's there's, a little bit of real life. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so here's like, but there's definite mixed feelings about it. Like people are very much still in my area because it's an urban area. Um, people are very much like, well, we're just going to have to go back into full lockdown, like in no time because this is too much, too fast, blah, blah, blah. So uh-huh. which... I can't say, obviously, I'm not a fortune teller. Here's how I feel. And most people that I've talked to feel like the purpose of this was not to like wait out this virus going away. It was to flatten the curve so that hospitals could be prepared, medical, um, you know, equipment, all of that could be prepared and that we would do our best to protect the people who are at risk. So obviously Mm -hmm. phase 
two through phase four, which is like the final reopening stage, is still, and until there's, um, what is it called? Good Lord, I can't think today. What's it called when you get your kids immunized? What is the, anyway, an immunization. Until there's. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that people, you know, for a vaccine. Yes. A vaccine. Thank you. Good Lord. Um, so until there's a vaccine, if you're immune compromised, then as a society, it's still our job to take care of those people, help them, you know, if that means we have to wear masks or whatever, then I'm okay with all of that. But we've done our part to flatten the curve. Hospitals are well on top of staff and supplies and beds and all of that, that if there is a slow reopening, that we're going to be okay. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. So I could be wrong. It could just be mass horrible results from this. And then I will feel horrible. And so everybody else that feels like me, but um, the people who are like dead against doing any kind of reopening, I feel like that lost sight of the point of quarantine, which was Mm -hmm. to give our um, communities a chance to be better prepared for what yeah. could happen. Because I don't think we're ever going to get rid of this. Like, it's not going to go away. It's yeah. going to end up It's going to end up being just one of those viruses that, you know, you hope you don't get, kind of like yeah. the flu. Yeah. And, you know, you might eventually get it and you'll develop an antibody to it. Your body will be strong and, you know, yeah. Yeah. we'll all be affected by it differently, just like the flu, just like bronchitis just like pneumonia just like a cold like you know it'll just but we'll be better prepared just like you said yeah and that's not to say I mean obviously the in my perspective the death rate the the seriousness is much more than a flu is at this point because we don't have any treatment or any you know and and it wasn't hasn't been studied you know all of those things I, I don't think that it's just like a flu like a lot of people think I think that it's, it's much more serious than that because of the effects, um, yeah. the widespread effects of it. Now, eventually, yeah, it will just be like flu, just like every other, you yeah. know, like the Spanish flu and all the other things that have devastated societies over hundreds of years. But at this point, I don't know. There has to be some common sense. You know, it can't... <laughs> Yeah, it can't, it can't, it can't be such extremes in my perspective. Like we've done our job and we are still doing our job to protect people. And I will continue to do everything that we're asked to do to protect people. But I'm hoping that that means that we're not stuck in phase one of quarantine for the next nine months just because I live in an urban area. Yes, definitely. Anyway. It feels good. And I'm, I mean, clearly we've, I broke rules already because we went to Spokane. So I got a few side eyes in the DMs about breaking the rules, which I completely understand. And um, I'm, I'm not defending myself. I 100% broke quarantine rule. I left town. (laughs) I, (laughs) and, and it was a, it was a decision that I didn't make lightly, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I made a joke on Facebook 
weeks ago, like phase one, like I said at the beginning of the show, phase one is like visiting the people you love most, but just on the down low so people don't yell at you about it. Yeah. And so many people were like, yep, (laughs) that's what we're doing. And does that make it right? No, like whatever. I'm not even going to go there. But it was necessary for the mental health of. Yeah. You and your daughter. I mean, really, like. (laughs) It really was. And I, you know, we've seen the grandparents very carefully. Like we make sure between seeing people that we know we haven't gotten sick. And yes, we could be asymptomatic, all of that. I understand that. But, you know, we're trying to be very cautious when we do Mm -hmm. do things, like to make sure there's time in between, to make sure that we, um, you know, at least aren't symptomatically walking around infecting other people Mm -hmm. um and yeah we just we it was a calculated risk and something that you know we felt like was important we saw a very small group of people each of us and um yeah so I understand the side eyes from people who are like wait a minute you've been preaching this whole time to do all these things and now you're not following them nope I yeah, I mean, that's what I was preaching in the beginning, because that's what was necessary in the beginning. But I feel like what we did was acceptable to me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And that's kind of where I feel like everybody should be at. How do you feel? How do you feel for you? What do you feel yeah. like is right for you right now? And if you don't feel like you should leave, if you don't feel like you... You know, if you feel like you need to wear a mask everywhere you go, then you go for it. If you, you know, if you don't feel safe leaving, then don't. Like it's, I feel like it's whatever you feel like is acceptable for you. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who are at this time. Yeah. I think there's some people who are idiots who are pushing the boundaries like beyond where is even remotely smart on the best of conditions. Like, people I I saw videos of people at some yacht club down south where there's just like hundreds of people inside this yacht club with you know swimming together and whatever well that's not really where I feel like is okay for me at this point like if that's what they're gonna do I don't know they're already seeing surges of numbers after these types of things so yeah you know it's it's whatever but yeah, the other thing, I think the New York Times had an article over the weekend, like um, Democratic areas, like people who lean more left or Democrat politically are harder hit than places who are more Republican or red states. Well, that's because it's an urban, you know, like most people who are Democrats live in mm-hmm. urban areas or, you know, tend to. Yeah. So obviously yeah. it's going to be harder hit because... More people, more concentration of people, you Uh know, all of that. So, and I think that's probably why Democrats are, or left-leaning people are so much more like staunch about the rules is because we all know someone Uh who's died or been incredibly sick. And so um, it makes it a little more serious to us. And liberal people tend to be more like, think about the whole rather than the few where, Republicans generally are more family minded and just their people. And that's, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. But anyway, 
it's too bad that it's such a politically divided topic. Like that really. Well, that's what it all is. (laughs) I mean, you come down to it and it's, it's, it's completely, it's completely political and it's completely being run by the media and it's, which is really sad. Like I wish it, because you don't know who to trust. Like you don't know what, you don't know what to trust. You don't know whose side, who is on. And it shouldn't even be about sides. It shouldn't even be about, um, it shouldn't be about money. It shouldn't be about, um, it should just be about the health, the health of our country and the health of people. But it hasn't, you know, ultimately it's not. I mean, our country hasn't been run that way in 50 years or more. Like, but looking back historically, it's been 40 or 50 years before there was leadership over our country that wasn't motivated by greed. And probably since the beginning, I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know. It's obvious. That's a whole, that's a whole thing, but it's obvious that decisions are made based on scratching one another's back and lining one another's pockets most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. too bad. It's too bad that even in a life or death situation, that's still the case. But it yeah. is what it is. <sighs> um, so anyway, that's how I feel. We had some questions from folks about how do you guys feel about things opening up? And I mean, I feel good about it. I feel like it's trial and error. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, exactly. It, and whenever it comes to trial and error, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Because I, f- I feel like if we run into an error, people are going to swing hard back yes. the other way. Yes. And it's like, come, like, just be, like, be balanced. Like, let's have balance. Right. Okay. Like, that's what, that's what I get nervous yeah, about. Yeah, I like, agree. If there is a surge, it will be. It's going to freak people yeah. out. And then it's going to be back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's really hard because I, I do really trust the way our, like our governor, the way things were handled very quickly and very um, strictly. I support that. And I supported Mm -hmm. it at the beginning because there was so much unknown. And I feel like Mm -hmm. as a state that really could have been devastated, like we did pretty good, you know, as far as how many, um, cases and deaths there were, um, Uh especially like in this area, I mean, it was handled quick and it, I I really do think that it made a difference. And so I do trust the way it was handled in the beginning, but I'm starting to doubt like, why, what are some of the motivations behind this? Why is it being handled the way that it is now? And that's such a weird feeling to like, I mean, I've not, ever been a huge fan of our governor but I really was in the beginning of this like I was like okay good job yeah and it's a weird feeling to know that you trusted and were really proud of the way a situation was handled initially and felt like it there wasn't a lot of political motivation behind it but to now be like what are you up to like what are you trying to do um I don't it's just I hate yeah I hate politics anyway (laughs) so um me too. I hate it when it's like so effective of my actual everyday life. <sighs> yeah. But even though like, yes, things are opening slowly, there's still so much talk about like, well, kids school, our kids school is not going to look 
like a normal school year next year. I know. And in some way, shape, or form, it's going to be very different. And that's just, it's sad. It is sad. It's very sad. And I'm not saying... Because I feel like that's that's the norm, normalcy that our kids are, are going to need yeah. after this. Yeah. Like, if only we could just... Let's just go back. Like I know. When you, when you talk about, like, mourning the loss of everyday stuff, like, that's one of the biggest things that I mourn is just normalcy for our kids. But yeah. they will come out of it with skills... You know, it's it's the marking of a generation. Like, there will be things yeah. that they learn that they become as a people that would not have happened without this experience. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a matter of trusting that good will come out of a really crap thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. And I have, I mean no matter how much I've complained and no matter how much I've hated this and no matter how much I've cried and had my hard days, like we've had a lot of good yeah. in our, in my home, yes. you know, come out yeah. of this and in my, in my life personally, yeah. like things that I, I would never change. No. Like I don't think I would go back and change anything yep. because it all happened the way it needed to. And yeah, I agree. Hundred percent, I agree. So, and like, well, we talked a little bit. Like, Ellie's making long-term decisions for her future that are so different than the path that she was on. At least right now, like she's decided she's mm-hmm. she's no longer recruiting for uh, volleyball for when she goes to college. Which, I mean, maybe it shouldn't seem like such a big deal, but <laughs> like that's a huge deal because her the path of her young adult life is changing right now. And so yeah. um, if, if she continues the way she's thinking and at first it was like, oh man, I mean, I've kind of seen it coming this whole time. I knew it was coming, but at first I was so disappointed just for her of all the time and effort that she's put into this path. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'm not so much anymore because no matter what she chooses, I know that she's really thinking about it and it's her choice and her, um, you know, what's inside of her that I really feel like she's, she's putting that effort towards. And so I'm happy for her. I mean, it's going to be a very different looking next five or six years, but who knows? And it's kind of exciting. Like when I, when I, when I let go of like, I need to be in control of this <laughs> or mm-hmm. I have, to, I have to help her make the right decision to have the best outcome for the best future, blah, blah, blah. Like when I just let go of mm-hmm. that and it's like, Oh, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I think, yeah. I hope that's, yeah. I hope that a lot of um, kids in her position get to embrace that, you know, just. Yeah. Well, one cool thing that I, um, heard about the other day is uh so Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. the quarterback for Kansas um he's the one they won the Super Bowl last year okay big deal won the Super Bowl well when all of this shut down he went back to college and he graduated and got his bachelor's yeah and I'm like okay what is that showing that showed my son something huge because that's like that's like one of Quaid's favorite like 
heroes, like all time, you know, quarterback. And he's like, mom, like, and I'm like, oh yeah, Quaid, he could have been a millionaire and just gloated the rest of his life ridden that Super Bowl, you know, forever. But he knew, he knew the importance of his education and he went back and finished. That's really awesome. Like, you know, and, and he's like, yeah. And I'm, cause you know, we, we always talk to him about, cause he has these goals and he has these dreams of being like a professional athlete. And we're always like, that's awesome. You know, like as a 12 year old, like that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, what, what, what are you going to do in college? And he does have, you know, plans. He wants to be a a veterinarian, but he's always like, but I'm going to be a professional (laughs) athlete. And I'm like, okay, okay. But you know, so it's just showed him that like the degree and the education is just as important, if not more than a Super Bowl win, you know, or I mean, I just think that is, that's amazing. Yes. Like that's, and it, that would never have happened yeah. if, if this, if, you know, COVID had never ha- had come. Yeah. So I just think that's awesome. You know, it's, it's changing things for people for the good. Yeah. And yeah, I think for the most part, I think that it's so it's changing things for the good. And um, with the exception of the division part of it, but I don't like that was the one thing I think going into this time, I was like, so hopeful that there would be less division and bickering between the two sides of beliefs or whatever. And it's just not, mm-hmm. at least from what I can see, that is not going away. And it's just so disheartening. I just, I don't, I'm just such a like, bleeding heart I guess that it bothers me so much because it doesn't seem to bother most people as much as it does me but I just wish that I wish we could all just get along (laughs) I know I feel like it's it it's I think it's our nation I I really think it's yeah I mean from the very beginning there was always two yeah well, and I appreciate, yeah, always two sides yeah and- I love having like differing sides and differing opinions and um, like the, because that gives a good middle ground. Like if I have my really strong yeah. opinions and you have your really strong opinions um, and we can find a way to find that middle ground, then it's such a good place of middle ground. But it just, I think the thing that hurts me or like makes me sad for our world is that there's no there's not a whole lot of give into the middle ground. And so mm-hmm. um, it's just a lot of strong opinions and hatred. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of hatefulness and that is what I hate. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that too. It's, it's yeah. not the opinions as much as it's just the hatefulness. Uh, hold on just a sec, Nicole. Yeah. What? I know. Oh, so I, I don't know, but it is unacceptable that you are coming in here right now and doing this. I asked you to give me this time. I want to know. I don't, when it's over. Has Corbin asked you to come over? Yes. Okay. Then you can wait until I'm done. Oh, estimated time. Uh, 45 minutes. Half hour, 45 minutes. Oh my God. It's going to be zero. It's going to be, you're not going. Shit is going on around here. His little puberty voice. That literally was like a conversation I think I just had. So don't worry. <laughs> I just literally told Olivia, stop texting me. 
She's like, I know you're recording. And she's like, I know you're recording. And you don't have to answer. But can I? No. God. Oh, I, I know. It's like it's like they got too familiar with. Me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the other thing I want to talk about. Um, I don't know how I'm going to edit that out, but I'm going to call my children. That was kind of cute, though. I mean, <laughs> you might not want to edit that Just out. I'm going to leave that in. You can hear my son being a goof. Anyway, um, being a kid, being a total kid, yeah, a total 14 year old boy. God love him. (laughs) Um, so, but I, I do feel like I know I am. And obviously my kids are on a whole level of like, we just need some freaking normalcy back in our world that doesn't look like quarantine. So yeah, I took Wesley to the store last week for the first time. Mm -hmm. Like he had not left our house. He had gone, I think he had gone in the car to pick up his like packet at school, Uh but didn't get out of the car. I think he had gone with Larry a couple times, like through the drive-thru to get like ice cream or, but he had not, he had not gone into a public place. Yeah. Right. Since, since the beginning, since probably the first week of March. Uh And so I was feeling a little bit better about, okay, you can go with me to the store, um, but you're going to sit in the cart. You're not going to get out. And he was like, okay, okay. So he gets, we get in the store and he's like looking around and he's like, mom, why is everybody wearing masks? Uh-huh. Like he had, he was clueless. Like he had no oh, idea because wow. we don't wear masks at the house. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. And he really does. You don't really see it on TV. Like true. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was kind of like in awe, like what, you know? Huh. And I said, well, honey, we don't want to spread germs and we don't, you know, people don't want to, they want to make sure that they don't get the coronavirus. And if they have it, they don't want to spread it to someone else. And yeah. Oh, he was, but it was like, he just didn't, you know, Aww. his little five-year-old mind just didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Didn't quite understand. I know. I know. I was talking to one of the kids the other day. We were talking about TV and like, cause it's still weird to watch TV and see people like having a normal life and not wearing masks, you know, like old shows or yeah. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Shows. And so um, we were laughing about like, what is new TV going to look like? Are they going to like actually wear masks to give a representation of what the world looks like? I don't know. <laughs> like the new, like the new recorded episodes yeah. of all of our sitcoms. Yeah. Like, are they not going to go out to eat? Are they not going right. to have parties? Like, who knows? I know. It's so funny to think about like. I hope not because. Sometimes watching those shows kind of like reminds you of like normalcy. Yes. I know, but if that's Which the new I normal, feel... I mean, how yeah, long that is that going to be the normal. new normal? I don't, I don't know. I want to be like, as long as it needs to be, it's okay. And then, but inside, I'm like, no, no more. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just want, I want my boys to be able to start playing baseball. I know. Well, there's a lot of like sports opening up in phase two. Are, do you guys have practices yet? So my boys, yes, they're going to start practicing. I think it's kind of like, um, maybe smaller groups Mm -hmm. or, um, taking super like precautions, you know, wash your hands when you get here, Germex, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but no tournaments yet. So yeah. I know that um, Quaid, my older son, 
his team has already signed up for three wood bat tournaments in Post Falls, Idaho, uh-huh. because Idaho's open. Oh, like they're completely yes, open. that's right. So, well, I guess we're just going to have to go out of state to start playing because what's going to happen is, is, I mean, we've, we've paid our dues and our fees for tournaments yeah. and these boys have been practicing. It's like, we want to play some games. Like give us some tournaments. Yeah. We got a refund so, on volleyball, like, which never happens. Like, it has yeah. to be like obviously major natural disaster, but yeah, we got a refund on some dues and tournament fees and stuff because they canceled the club season, which it was kind of a bittersweet, like, Oh, well, I mean, thanks yeah. for my money back. Cause that's helpful. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sad. But it is sad. Yeah. I know. Well, but that brings up an interesting point. Like if you are leaving town to go play out of state at tournaments, And this is one of the arguments about different states having different regulations, which I'm for, Mm -hmm. because obviously different areas are harder hit than others. But um, Uh so when you can just leave your state and go do something and then come back, are you are you taking, you know, chances of of infecting people or carrying from your state? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a huge thing that. Yeah, I'm which I'm not giving an opinion on that because obviously we all know like what the yeah pros and cons are. I think of. I would feel I would feel more um, nervous or conscientious of it if it was like a basketball where you're inside yes. very close. But like for a baseball tournament, like we're gonna li- we're gonna stay in our RV. Yeah. So like no no risk of like a hotel or that kind of yeah. thing. I bring my own food. We can even sit separately, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, like away from. So, and I'm sure that there I mean, will of be. Of course, there is a risk, but yeah. But and I'm sure there will be like precautions. I just saw. Yes. That Jim was telling me last night that the NBA is looking at like they have some sports complex that they could quarantine all the players within, and then actually In Orlando, right? Yeah, and then be able to yeah. play or whatever, and. I just think it's kind of comical that we are such a pro sports driven society that but they're desperate to but, make it. Yeah. Work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's great. Like there was yeah. um, on Saturday, I think there was a golf, tur- maybe it was Sunday, a golf tournament with Tiger Woods and, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and yeah and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Did you see Tom Brady split his pants? Yes. <laughs> I'm like good. Good. I don't, I don't like him. I don't like. Him. And he played horribly <laughs> almost the whole day. But like it's to the point that there's so much desperation for something like that. Like it was the largest viewed. My husband was match. watching Korean. I think it was oh. Korean baseball. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, I gotta watch something. <laughs> okay. It's so funny to me. I don't I know. I'm I mean, I'm not like a sports fanatic, so I don't really get it, but it was kind of comforting to have something happening on the yeah. happening in the outside world live that was like, oh, okay. It was kind of comforting. I did watch it. I took a really good nap. Yeah, my father-in-law watches those classic baseball games, uh-huh. like old, yes. like old ones from the nineties. He's cheering away like it's life. Oh, that's like, so cute! I know because he loves watching baseball. Like he could watch it all day. Yeah. 
gotta watch something and yeah yeah jim had a um he's a football coach at the high school so they're talking about like the phases of football and what they're going to be allowed to do like when i'm like this is a contact sport i mean how are we gonna but they have i mean the governor or who have the it's not the governor but the leader of the wiaa which is yeah sports yeah like they have a whole protocol i guess they're gonna have face masks that are made out of their same like jersey type <laughs> like oh, it'll really? all coordinate on their on their face shields I, of their so i wonder what they'll do for volleyball like I if lip's gonna know. start volleyball in the fall i don't know and this is like i mean it's very dependent jim said I think I can say this. So he's like, I really don't see us getting past phase three. Like, I don't see us getting to competition, but which would be phase four. Um, but I mean, it's still good to have something for these kids. Like, there's so much yeah. more about being a part of a team than competing, you know? And yeah, yeah, I think I am. At first, I was like, why are we even wasting our time and energy on this crap? Like, I'm not. And I literally was like, because Jordan will be a freshman at the high school. So, you know, he's having to do some of this stuff. And I'm like, nope, this is all you. I want no part of this. I don't have the mental space for this. I am not on board. But now that they've done it for a few weeks, like their online stuff that they're doing, like, okay. I mean, these are valuable skills. I can support this. Mm -hmm. But. I'm still making Jim be in charge of all of it because I don't I'm like you have to do it's it anyway. A, You're a coach, so you can just do it with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm ready for normalcy, but I'm I'm I mean, yes, I want to be careful, but it almost feels harder to be like half normal, half not. That's what I was gonna say earlier. Like it makes having a little bit of freedom. I can tell these, you know, even since we were in Spokane, like coming back and then going back into kind of you know, a more lockdown existence. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was a good idea because now this seems so much harder again. So, yes, it was really hard on Olivia. Yeah. It was really hard on her. Yeah. But we have, I don't know about you guys, we've each let the kids have one friend, I may have already talked about this, that they're like hanging out with because they just needed to. So, yeah, yeah. My boys have each other, so yeah, yeah. Although we did have some friends over last night, and it was so nice. It was so nice to see them, like just play with others, and there was not, there wasn't that animosity. Yeah, because like my boys are just that's just how I mean they've been together for literally like two months, like or over two months, you know, nonstop, and they just have been at each other, and it was nice. It was like it was nice for me to just kind of sit back and relax and watch them yeah. get along and play and yeah. laugh and not fight and not argue. And I didn't have to referee anything. Yes. Or... Yeah. It was nice. Oh, great. I feel like it's needed for most kids. Yeah. Well, and now there's starting to be studies about, um, you know, obviously the, the mental health aspect of things, especially those who are quarantined, um alone or in um not ideal situations like abusive or whatever situations yes and that oh that just breaks my heart but 
Um, yeah, I guess suicide too. rates in some areas are four to five times what they would normally be this time of year. And that's really hard. I mean, there that's another reason yeah. why I feel like there has to be a balance of, uh, you know, we can't create or um, worsen existing or new problems, you know, like there has to be, there has to be some balance there. So hopefully, hopefully as, as things are being released or reopened or whatever in other places, like there will be some good data, some good, like information of, of how it does work and, you know, Mm -hmm. just tweak it and, and make it more successful or whatever. But that there yeah. can be some, a little bit of a release. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be yeah. good. So that was one question that we got, um, when everybody messaged in about like future topics or things they were curious about. So hopefully that answers pretty well. Plus it was really good timing because it's happening. It's happening now. We get to realize, yes. um, and then another question we got, what was the other question we were going to answer? Was it the coping or was it something else? When times get tough, like that was what it was. When times get tough as a mom or wife, like what, how do you cope? Yeah. What do you do? So yeah, I think that's a good, a good topic. And it's actually fits really. How clean do we keep our houses? <laughs> we're not talking about that's that. What I do to cope. That's what I do to cope. <laughs> that's true. God bless you. Um, no, but I think it's good, like good topic. The coping one kind of fits well in this Uh because I think we are doing and having to do a lot of coping right now. So, um, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, for me, it's, sometimes it's different on different days, depending on the situation, depending on who it is that's frustrating me at the time. Um, and probably where I'm at that day. Cause it really, it's different. Um, but I know if I have not, if I, if I have not put in some time alone and feeding back into myself, whether that means a quiet cup of coffee and I'm mindlessly scrolling through my phone uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the, um, the Jen Hatmaker book, fierce, free and full of fire. Mm-hmm. And if, if I have that quiet time where I am just really meditating on the words and what it means to me and filling myself back up, if I, if I haven't had a, a workout in the morning, a a quiet walk outside or, you know, some heavy lifting weights or just, just some alone time to start my day. Mm -hmm. I feel very on edge. Yeah. And I, and I have to, I, that's something that I have noticed for me. Um, and that means that like I, since my kids are all pretty much early risers, I have to set an alarm and wake myself up before them. Yeah. Like I have to consciously do that and choose that time for myself. Yeah. Um, otherwise if I just let the day happen and I wake up when they wake up, it's like, I have to have either a serious in your face conversation. You guys will leave me alone 
give me 45 minutes. And why, mom? Well, we're hungry. Well, I want to watch this. Well, I want to watch that. Well, can I start a school? Can I? And it's like, I, you know, and then I don't, and then I feel bad about having that conversation with them. Oh, I felt guilty because I told them I didn't want to be with them. Like the mom guilt sets in and I feel like I have to repair. Yeah. Like let's repair what happened this morning. Yeah. But if I, if I can consciously set that time to get up before them and before I'm needed yeah. by them yeah. and everyone's pulling on me and everyone's asking questions and they want this and they want that. Can I have breakfast? Can I have breakfast burritos? No, I want pancakes. Like it just, yeah. I have to have that time for myself before that. Yeah. And then I feel better. Um, and then sometimes in the afternoon, like if, it, if I get to that point where I've flipped out and I've lost my patience and I've said things that I shouldn't have said. Like I literally have to grab that child, whoever it was that set me off and I take them into a separate room and then we have a little quiet conversation and it's usually involves me apologizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I try and fix it right then and there. Yeah. And because it usually it's, it's just funny to me how I feel like one child, one of my children kind of just pushes my buttons all day. Yeah. And then if I don't take that time to fix it right then and there and take, take responsibility for my part and talk to them. Sometimes I have to be even flat out honest and just say, look, I am frustrated today. Yeah. And when you keep arguing with me, you're not, you're not helping. Yeah. And I granted, I shouldn't have swore at you. I shouldn't have yelled at you, but you need to help this situation too. Can we, can we end this day on a better note? Yeah. Like, be honest with them about how I'm feeling. And a lot of times it fixes it because that kid, that child will little, will like, uh, will like make eye contact later on in that day. And it's almost like they remember that conversation. Like, Oh, I almost went there again. (laughs) And then even then sometimes at the end of the night, I have to say like, Larry, I'm going to go get in the bath. Yeah. Like you got to finish. Yeah. Like go ahead and send him all to bed. I I just need it. And like, he's so good about knowing like she's had enough. Yeah. Like that's good. I don't know. I just, that, that whole feeling has really like hit home for me lately. I had a conversation. I even told him the other day we went for a drive and I looked at him and I'm like, I have, you've become the fun parent. Yes. Like I'm not, I'm not the favorite anymore. And like he doesn't, he never complains about it. Like he is so funny. He'll grab his keys. It doesn't even matter where he's going. Mm -hmm. If the boys hear him grab his keys, they all three, (laughs) where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And like, they get their shoes on and they don't even care where he's going. They don't even ask, like, can I go? It's like, they just know that they can all pile in and go with him. And he never complains. Like he never says, he never says no. He never says like, no, I need to go alone or no, no. Can I just have this one time alone? Like he never says that. He's always like, go get in. Like, and they all three jump in and like, but then there's me that like, I get ready to go to the store and they're all like, can I go? And I'm like, no, yeah, (laughs) nope. This is my time alone. And I, I, I don't know. Like a part of me feels guilty. No, you are not allowed to feel guilty about that because that's literally your only alone time. Like he has work and he has all those things. Yes, he does. And so it's 
so different. It's completely opposite. I feel like as moms, we're always kind of on, we're on. Yeah. Like we are always on, like we are always on guard. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Don't touch your brother. Please put that down. You shouldn't say that. What do you, what do you say? Did you say, yeah. did you say, please? Like we're teaching as we're mothering, we're leading, we're guiding, we're feeding, we're, you know, like we're always just Even on. when we're not actively saying and doing those things, we're still thinking about things like the ap- yes. appointments or the why, why is Liv being quiet today? Or why did Ellie say that? Or I wonder what's going on or yes. what are the boys, you know, like it's not, yeah. and I, there may be some dads, but Jim has said like, I don't, I don't do that. Like he, if something's really yeah. going on with the kids, he'll think about them throughout the day or whatever, but you know, it's not yeah. an every little thing that he's evaluating where f- for us, there it's a lot yeah. more of that. Yeah. And then like when the boys are with him, he's just so laid back about it. Like they're fighting and he doesn't break it up. He doesn't fix it. He doesn't interfere. He like is, I mean, not that he doesn't care, but he's just kind of oblivious to it. And he lets them do what they need to do. And yeah, you know, he's not, he's not on edge of like, are they behaving? Are they, you know? And so it's like, he's kind of become the fun parent. Yeah. I'm, which is, I feel like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Like they know, they know who I am for them. And, but. Well, and it's different right now. Right now. Yeah, it is different right now. Like I am seriously needing, I'm needing all of those coping strategies that I have. Yeah. And I am needing them on a daily basis. And I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Like, that's just how I am. That's, that's where we are right now. And I'm just so thankful that he, you know, that he, he doesn't care. Like he loves, he loves it when they're with him. He doesn't complain. He doesn't ever say, I need alone time. Like, wow. I'm like, Oh, I just appreciate that. You yeah. know, because I need it. Holy cow. Do I need yeah. it? Like everyone suffers if I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> That's definitely like in our house, Jim is the one that needs alone time. Like I'm, there are times where I'm like, okay, you've had enough alone time. Like, but yeah. his brain is, there's so much going on in his brain all of the, the time that like, he just yeah. needs to go sit in a quiet corner. Like he has this yeah. quiet corner in our garage. It's not even inside the house. <laughs> and, and he just goes and sometimes he just sits out there. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just sitting. Um, just sitting. Yeah. Which my dad does that. Oh, great. My dad needs that. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I don't, even if I had that, well, like yesterday, I, we joked about it at the beginning of the show, but I um, have some ovarian cyst issues right now. So I'm like in unimaginable pain. So the kids and Jim went to like, well, yesterday was Memorial Day. So they went to the cemetery and, um, you know, did the thing. And we, we have two, the two, the kids, two great grandpas are and the great grandmas are buried at the um, veteran cemetery. So they went and that's a really special thing for Ellie. So they went and did that. And then they stopped at grandmas and grandpas and had um, pizza on the way home. And so I was home alone for like five hours. It was amazing. It was, I can't remember oh. the last time I was home alone. <laughs> 
And I was like, oh, I do. All I did was watch dumb trash TV and lay around, but it was just so nice. But um, yeah, when it was happening, I was like, this is the first time I've been alone in so long. And my husband is like every day there's got to be a few hours of alone time. I can't imagine living that way. But I just don't need it like that, like he does. And like, yeah. So I don't even need hours. I just, yeah. Because I feel like as soon as I get home, it's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's just people and it's, it's noise and it's questions. Yes. And it's- I definitely like, I needed that. I think part of, part of whatever's going on with my body right now, this happens. Like every time I've ignored my internal like voice, telling me I need some alone time long enough, then my body starts like doing things to force me to have like downtime or alone time. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Oh shoot. What was I going to say? Did that, well, did that answer the question? Yes. Do you think that answered what what you do do to to cope one time? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and a big thing for you, I think is, is that quality like way that you feed your soul or feed your, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I can tell when I get to the point where I need alone time, I just become so cranky and so like no tolerance for anything. And like, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. Jim was like, I was frustrated with the kids when I went to bed and I was texting him about that. And then I woke up and I was frustrated with them. Like this, soon as I woke up, which is not normal for me, I wake up like a fresh start every day, like clean mm-hmm. slate, everybody's good. Um, and I immediately was like snipping and barking and just not nice. And he's like, you need to go somewhere and get some alone time today. And I was mad at him. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm struggling. So you're just sending me away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have been like, all right, peace out. No. <laughs> You don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) But that's how far gone I was. I think I was just like, what? Don't tell me I need alone time. No. So, um, yeah. But But I think also then when I try and explain to Larry like that I need this, it's kind of a foreign thing for him. Yeah, because he doesn't. doesn't, He doesn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he. I even told him today, I said, it's really nice out. You should probably go golfing today. He's like, nah. He's like, I got some things I need to do. And then I got to take the boys to practice. I said, Larry, you need to don't give that up. Yeah. Like our golf, our golf courses are open now. Like go, like I want you to, you know? Yeah. And he's like, no, it's okay. Like, okay. He's like, I just love being with the boys. You know that. I'm like, I do know that. And I get that. And I love that. But yeah, I feel like as parents, we are better parents. Yes. Yeah. When we fill our buckets. Exactly. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like there's part of my coping is I need to be more proactive about taking care of myself before I'm to the point where I need, like, there's no choice of what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so, um, and that I was, when, when we were reading this question, I was thinking about, like, I know kind of what my coping is now, but I was, since we have so many people who listen who have still younger kids, well, you have younger kids. Like, I was trying to think Mm -hmm. about what was my coping when my kids were younger. And I, I really noticed 
a pattern in myself that this is my pattern. I don't cope until I'm falling apart. Like I don't do the proactive self-care or whatever until like the wheels are falling off. And even when the kids repair, yeah, it's repair. Yeah. Yeah. And even when the kids were little, like, um, the one thing for me that was major, um, I don't know if it was coping, but like just changed my life as a young mom was having a schedule, like a written out schedule that I actually followed most of the time, not just like a, yes, it was their daily schedule, like naps were at 10 and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I did laundry during this time. And I did this during this time, but like a every day of the week schedule of like, which room of the house was I going to clean or, you know, do the grocery shopping or whatever. And that for me was huge. Like when I followed that, our life was so much better. Um, but yeah. I'm not a very self-disciplined person. So I would be super great at it for a few weeks and then fall off and have a few mm-hmm. crappy weeks and then be like, oh gosh, I'm not following the schedule. Okay, back to... So that yeah. is a bad habit that I had and that I passed on to my children. And now, even now, I'm like, oh crap, I am still doing that in some way, even now. So, um, a good, I have to follow a schedule. Yeah. I don't, with my kids. it makes them feel better to, yes. to know Eddie is very, um, he has like some ADHD tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so if he doesn't know the order of events yes. of what's going to happen today, he, it's almost like he, um, he can't have control over himself yeah. of like what's going to happen. And then he feels, he feels out of control. And so then the arguing starts and the emotional breakdowns start because he'll ask to do something. And I'm like, well, no, that's not happening today. Well, why not? Like, so if I tell him ahead of time, like if he knows the order of events, this is what's going to happen today at this time. It's almost like he, he feels in control. He feels in control of his wants and his needs. He knows what he can ask and what he, what isn't a part of today. And then there's no, there's no letdown. There's no devastation. There's no heartbreak because if I say no, he already knew it, yeah. he already knew that it wasn't part of the schedule. So it just makes everything. Yeah. Everything runs smoother for us. Yeah. I can see. They know their expectations. Yeah. And it's the same darn way with us and yet some somehow <laughs> I lose my mind for like a week a month or a week every six weeks of like oh we don't have to do this and then all hell breaks loose and it takes forever to get back on track like this is my goal of um I don't know for the summer like this is the goal I'm setting for myself for the summer that that will no longer be the case like by the end of the summer we will yeah. have, yes, anyway. Well, maybe you should sit down with your kids and get a little poster board out and write up your schedule. Oh, crap. We've done that so many times. Um, no. I mean. You don't have one of them. Not like, I feel like Jordan would be the stickler. Like, Oh, he would. Come on, come on, mom. It's 11 o'clock. We got to do this. He loves predictability. He loves, like, and I think yes. 
that we have done that for so long in such ways. I don't, honestly, it's the no school. Like that is what has screwed us because when it's school time, I am a hundred percent. I got it. And it's, and in the summers is the only time that I don't do that. And now we're on a permanent summer. That's what my problem is. <laughs> yeah. Hard. So it's hard, but there's no excuse. Like there's no excuse for it. I just, and I'm not like down and on myself about it or anything. You have to give yourself grace this week. Cause you have not been feeling. Good. I know, but it's, I, there's always an excuse or a reason like, you know, there's, Oh, it hasn't been normal. Oh, this, Oh, that. So, and yeah, I like, I can't even walk normally right now. So I yeah. definitely, but, and I'm not down on myself about this at all. It's just something that I've realized like, okay, I have to go. When I was thinking about this question and Jim, I was talking about it with Jim and he was like, remember the schedule. And I was like, that's, what's missing from my life is that <laughs> type of thing. And it doesn't sound like a coping skill, but it is like, it's a major, yes. major thing for me is to have a schedule and nap time again. <laughs> yes. Everybody takes an afternoon nap, except for my Get kids. Wake up in the afternoon. Find your, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your blankies and find your quiet time. Oh, I love quiet time. Um, Me too. The other thing that I think I really need to do is the getting up and like having a schedule of what I do before them, like not wasting my mornings before they get up. As much as I love like getting up, having my cup of tea, all that, I'm definitely still going to do that. But then like have mm-hmm. some things so that by the time they do, and they have to get up at 10, like on school days during this time. So, um, but by the time they're up, like breakfast is already done so that nobody can be like, Hey, what's for breakfast? Or I want this, or I want that. Like, Nope, this is what I made. This is what you're eating. Because honestly, quarantine started out like that. Like I was on it and it was so much easier. Something happened and the wheels fell off during quarantine. We've already talked about this in a show, haven't we? And I'm still... (laughs) I'm still trying to get my uh, shit together. Well, like we've said, I mean, we've said it a couple times, like this whole situation is just going to go full circle a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like we'll come back around and then we'll fall off again and then we'll come back around. Yeah. Like we just will. Like, this is not, this, no human being was meant for this life. <laughs> no. It's just not no. Okay. Well, now, and now that it's nice weather, my kids are like, woohoo, summer. Yes. I said, no, guys, it might feel like summer. Yes. You might be able to swim in the afternoons, but I have to show them, like, look at the schedule. We do not go outside until one o'clock. Like, I don't care what the temperature says. Yeah. Like, you, we are not, we are out of school on June 11th. Yeah. That is your last day. Until then, we are on, we will follow the schedule. And then Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays, I'm relaxed. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, you can't be. But I have to, like, I just have to. My kids just, yeah, it just turns into chaos at my house if I, if I don't. I do. I have found, this is not as much coping strategies as just complaining, but I have found that my kids are pushing everything right now again. Like. They're just pushing. And I think part of it is like now that they're allowed to have a friend, like it's a constant 
I want to do this with my friend. I want to like push the schedule. I want it, whatever, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's Jim and I both are just keep looking at ourselves. Like we want to send these people far away. I'm so tired of, well, like Jordan coming in during recording or the 17 (laughs) text messages and two phone calls I've gotten while we're recording. Like, are you freaking kidding me? This has been a rule from the get go. Why are you even pushing it? So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to have to have a little coming, to, a little come to Jesus moment. It's true. One more. It's okay. Why? It's okay. Why? I feel like once a month. Once a <laughs> yes. month. It's okay. Why do it we really have is. to lose our shit once a month to keep these people straight? I don't know. It's okay. They're kids. They are. And I love them. And it's okay. This is, they're always going to push. They're always going to yes. push our limits. And this themselves. is hard for Until them. they are parents themselves and realize. And then they're going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully. Then we'll be friends again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's just like for us, like they weren't meant to live this life either. So I just have to be gracious in my thoughts to them. (sighs) Oh, I was really, but I was so hormonal before all of this stuff started happening. I, well, we were joking about it after Spokane that we both were pregnant because you were sick to your yeah. stomach and I was I, tired and grumpy. Yeah, the pseudo-pregnancy <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> Yesterday oh when I realized God. what was going on, I was like, oh, thank God I'm not pregnant, which is not even remotely possible. But I'm just crazy because my body is revolting. But anyway. Well, when I woke up in the morning and coffee didn't smell good oh and I, i'm all still I, worried all for I you wanted, nicole all, no i'm good now all i wanted was peanut butter toast i was like oh god no <laughs> like because that's totally <laughs> like coffee coffee nauseated me and that's all i wanted was peanut butter toast oh my and i was like oh sweet jesus this is not happening no but it's okay i think it was just a bug i'm over it oh good i mean yeah. i would be so excited for you if you're having a bobby but well, you know what? I would just send him to you. No, I would refuse. <laughs> I just always say, okay, God, like, if this is what you want, like, I'll take it. But oh, girl. I'm not going to like it. I'm not, like, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to love it, but I'm not going to exactly. like it. Exactly. <laughs> I, oh, probably once a year, I have one of these times of, like, my tubes are tied. I have such like horrible reproductive issues on the best day. Like there's no way, but probably once a year something happens where I'm like, Oh my God, I have defied all odds and have, do you ever have those like ghost kicks? Oh yeah. I think it's bad. where you're like, what the hell? Yeah, oh yeah. Like what? Was that a baby? Uh-huh. Like what? What just happened inside of me? Yeah. I Google, <laughs> I did a lot of Google oh, research on like, that uh, once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it comes in places where you're like, gas shouldn't be there. That's weird. Right? Um, yeah. But I have routinely, like, when this happens, where I have one of those moments, I am, I'm like, am immediately angry with God and, like, what am I going to do? I have cried before. Even though in my reality, I know there is no way I'm pregnant. I have cried and Jim has gotten excited and I've refused to talk to him because I'm like, how could you possibly be excited about another child in this world 15 years later? Like there's Kelly this is not when you start. Okay, I want you to, I want you to look, think about your life right now. And if you were to bring a baby into that home, 
you probably would not have to do anything for that child because your two older kids would be so excited no. to have a new, like, oh my God, you probably wouldn't have to do anything. Fault. They don't even take care of their damn you, puppy. No. It's different though. <laughs> it's different. I don't, Ellie would be so mad at me. <laughs> oh, you think so? Would, yeah, because every time, like when we joke about it, she's like, I would kill you. I am, there is no, oh, yeah. I mean, they like my would daughter. be excited. Jordan always wanted a little sibling, but no, in the reality of the situation. My boys no. beg daily. Oh, God bless them. But Olivia would kill me. Oh, she would for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not, I, I have friends who have had babies who still are having babies over 40 and I'm like, you are miracles. You are amazing yeah. human beings. I can't, yeah. like if I have to get up at 3.30 to let the puppy out, I'm useless the next day. I can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> I think that would be the hardest part for me is the lack of sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God. God knows. I and I don't know. I don't even know if my body could because of my hip like I don't know oh yeah I don't know if I could do it or I mean I don't know I don't think very many people with hip replacements have babies yeah so (laughs) kind of like when you ask the doctor about sex like well never had to answer that before (laughs) he's like um most people that's not a concern of theirs (laughs) well it's a concern of mine (laughs) oh man yeah so obviously we have super Awesome coping skills to share with people. I don't know, guys. It's a wild world. You're on your own. I don't. (laughs) Just, yeah, get some. Come to my house. If you feel like you can't cope or you need to get away, just come to my house. You're going to have a freaking resort of people. You're going to have people in tents all over your acreage. They're going to see my freaking zoo and they're going to be like, Oh, I'll just go. Oh, home. yeah. I'm good. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're good. they're like, thank you for making me feel better about my It's situation. like when you when you send, like, troubled youth into the prisons for that scared straight program. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have a wonderful family. That's awful. Um, but, yeah. They're just, they're just a lot. There's just a lot going on right now. Oh, it's wonderful. It's okay. It's all right. I do think... I do try to like sit down and I have my people who are inspiring to me that I try, like if I'm really in a place, I'll try to sit down and like listen to a podcast or read a couple of chapters or something that feeds my soul. Another thing that I'm doing right now is I'm trying to, I don't, if, I don't know if it's my personality type or just my crazy brain, but I'm not good at even being aware of what my thoughts are. I know that sounds crazy. Are you like at the end? If somebody came up and said, what are you thinking about right now? I would be like, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not good at like realizing. My mind is like, it's like my browser on my phone. Like there's always like five. I mean, I know that I, Yeah, I I mean, I know that I'm like thinking about a lot of things, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what I, you know, or like, well, how did you process that when it happened? I don't know. I just like bulldozed over it and handled it. I don't know how I processed it. 
So that is something that I'm trying to really be more mindful of is at certain times. And I think I'm going to set an alarm or a reminder on my phone a few times during the day to stop and like have five minutes of quiet time and think through my day up until this point. And like, how have I felt? What, you know, how have I processed that? Why did I react yes, like because that? Because I don't. Yeah, that's um, good. It's kind of like, you know, remember when I said I set that reminder to say something nice to myself every day? It's still happening. Like every day I pick up my phone and it says, say something nice to me and I do it and it does help. Um, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. if I set that for a few times a day, it might really be good. So I'm doing it. I'm, when we get off here, I'm doing it. Do it. Anyway. I should do that whenever I feel myself flipping out or losing my patience or responding a certain way that I, because I don't, I mean, right away when I do it, I'm like, ugh, that was yeah. not good. Like, I don't like yeah. the way it feels. And so I should really... Like stop, like even if it's 15 seconds and be like, why did I just do that? Like, what was it in me that felt, that felt the need to respond like that? That's good. I don't know if we've accomplished anything in answering the questions today, but that's where we're at. (laughs) I think it's good stuff. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we helped you know, other moms realize that like, if your house is a shit show too, like you're not alone. (laughs) And this is what we do to, to help ourselves. And maybe you'll get some ideas and yeah. Or send us some ideas. (laughs) I'm always open. Me too. I'm always open to the help. What do you think? What do you think our plan should be for I next week? I think it's week? time to tackle the "how clean is your house" conversation. Like, um, I think at one point I would like to talk about women's yes. health, like health and nutrition and exercise, and what that means to me. Yes, and what, I was like that that journey, that journey that I'm I went so through. So glad that you brought that up because maybe let's do that next week. And body, yes. body, body, body image, body, body acceptance. Yes. yes. I yes. am so glad that you brought it up. I, it's definitely something that's been on my mind. Yes. That mm-hmm. is next week. It's a done deal. We're doing it. Okay. okay. Next up after that. I love the question of how did we um, know that our husbands were the one for us? So that's definitely oh, yeah. coming. That. Don't forget to visit us on Instagram, on the Facebook, um, leave reviews. Like we still love all that stuff. Even though we're kind of in this now, we really have a thing going. We're not newbies anymore. I had a Zoom call with people who are starting a podcast this week, giving them advice. Imagine that. No way. I felt so cool. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, anyway, any other tidbits we want to discuss before we're out of here? Mm. We've gone over time. It's, we're terrible. Yeah. Not that I can think of. Oh, Jim says we need to do a sign off. He's like, you guys need to have an official sign off. I'm like, I like to just fade out in the middle of the conversation. It makes it feel like we never hang up. But I will say my always love yourself. Give yourself a hug. (laughs) Take some alone time. Don't kill your children. Nope.
And if you do, just apologize. Tomorrow will be better than today. Yeah. <laughs>